a good morning or good afternoon or good evening or whatever it may be when you're listening to this episode of Classroom Brew. I'll be honest, I've, I've held off on doing this episode because between allergies and being dry with a mask and teaching all day and then coaching where you have to project your voice a little bit, my voice might sound a little bit different and that's because I've been losing it consistently just about every single day. And especially after our game, we had a, our, our first game, our first game was canceled, I guess. This was our second game. And uh, we did not win that game, but we were playing against our former head coach. And we put up a lot of yardage and we held them to very minimal yardage. But we had some bad luck and some inconsistency and some fluke plays that worked against us. And yeah, so we didn't take that win, but it was a good showing and it was kind of cool because basically a mentor, a coaching mentor, you know, squaring off against a former mentor, it's kind of cool to, to be able to, you know, throw a wrench in the fire or throw a wrench in the, the wheel. It's more a log in the fire, whatever it will be. And then, you know, you get at the end, you, come, you go over to the, the other coaches and, you know, you say, you know, whatever you're going to say. And it's pretty cool when, you know, basically the person that gave you your first coaching job, you get to face off against them and, you know, cause a bit of a headache for them. So that was pretty cool. And hopefully we'll get uh, a win next uh, time out. A quick update. Essentially, last episode I was talking about our, our crittery encounter. And literally when I got out of the little podcast studio, I saw him again. Now fast forward one or two more days. Exterminator came back because they've kind of been in and out looking at the building like in the basement and then of course in our unit. and there was a dead rodent that was caught, so that's good. But we're not 100% sure if they're, they're for sure gone yet. So we'll see how that goes. But I thought it was funny that I was basically talking about this whole saga of finding this rodent. And then literally right after, like I saw him. So I guess he wasn't contained to the kitchen. There was still a place that he could get in and out of. Installed some weather stripping on the bottom of that door that I saw him squeeze in and out of. and so. He was confined to that area, finally, but we're not fully convinced. And I don't know if I'm maybe I'm paranoid or something like that, hearing noises or seeing things late at night, but I swear I woke up and like saw one like in the distance. Like I, I think I'm just completely screwed at this point. I'll just be like minding my own business. Like there's there's a rodent. I'll be like, what are you talking about, Ryan? Like don't uh, PTSD. I guess I don't know, but it's not a good feeling. I will say that we're I, I consider us to be very clean people. So it's frustrating when you live in the city and unfortunately have to share a wall with somebody that you don't know and a ceiling slash floor for them with somebody and, you know, all of that. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. So I'm looking forward to hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we'll have confirmation that, you know, the, the, all of them will be gone, however many there are. I don't think it's just one or two, but we'll see. Which is weird because they're not setting up shop here. They're for sure setting up shop in the basement. So why are they exploring my place? Get the fuck out. So that, like, I guarantee, once I'm done with this, should I, like, look and see? Nope, no furry friends. And by friends, I mean I'm going to kill them. So that's the, the update. Uh, I posted this meme, actually, like, if you can call it a meme. It's just a picture I took. We basically have these little, like, it almost looks like a room service card but it says like cleaned and then on the back side it just has the logo of Chicago Public Schools basically to indicate if our room was cleaned or not. 
And uh, I decided to take to Instagram and I wrote, not cleaned because safety for students and teachers doesn't matter to the city or district. And by the way, CTU Local 1, that's the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, they actually liked it. And granted, they, they like all kinds of stuff if they get tagged, but it was still kind of cool. They could have reposted it, but I, I guess not. You can hear it in my voice now, by the way. It's, a bit, it's starting to loosen it a bit because this is the most that I've talked you know, since that game that we had on Saturday evening. But we're, we're doing the best that we can. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've got nothing in terms of productive ideas for cleaning. All I can say is that between school days, if you want to, you know, school days, whatever it may be, they are not cleaning the rooms. They're taking the trash and recycling out, which I very much appreciate, but they're not cleaning stuff that's like little things that are on the floor that accumulate over the day, over the course of the day. Last year, I was testing it where Wednesday was our day for them to deep clean, quote unquote, heavy air quotes on that one. And I would intentionally, like if a student left a tissue or something like that on a Tuesday, normally, you you know, you pick it up real quick without touching it as best you can. And, you know, just typical things like that. But if it's the end of the day, I wouldn't do it. And sure enough, they'd flip that fucking sign on our door handles back over and say it was clean. But there was the tissues. Just sit, or there were the tissues. Just sitting on desks. You bet your ass that trash and recycling was taken out, but nothing else. Not even like floor waxing. I thought that, you know, custodial staff, custodial staff was, uh, obsessed with floor waxing. That was a big issue too. That CPS was like, we're not going to use Aramark, which is that company that does food and custodial stuff or whatever. And all of our custodians are very nice people. The ones that I know, I don't know the ones that do my room actually, to be honest with you, because they've changed out so many times. But CPS was like, the standards at Aramark are garbage. We're not going to use them again. Fast forward, they're like, you know what? Aramark, we're going to stick with Aramark. Aramark, it's a good company. You know what? They're going to charge us more and they're going to do less. But you know what? We're going to stick with Aramark because that's what we think is best for our schools right now. Okay, thank you so much for prioritizing. You can't even say they prioritized prioritized money over safety because they're spending more. How are you spending more for less? You can really hear my voice now. But Jesus, like I don't even know how much more they're spending. If you were to look at a classroom from day to day and week to week, you would assume, oh, they must be getting a deal. This must be, this must be someone's cousin's company. But no, Aramark was around when I was a student. And I don't know if the standards are just bad in CPS or if they're bad everywhere. So if you guys have Aramark in your school, I would love to hear from you. Classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on social media. But holy shit, they don't give a shit. And that was the crux of my post is, hey, do better. Not just the district, but Aramark. I tagged Aramark and CPS. You think they read it? Absolutely not. But did I tag them anyway? (laughs) Yeah, I did. I was pissed. But it was still a professional post. Anyway, on to to some more. That's more like the the logistics side of it. Uh, Brad Johnson, at Dr. Brad Johnson, who, by the way, just every single head of a nail that there is in this world, he hits it straight on just dead on hits the nail on the head. And his, one of his more recent, you know, by the time this comes out, you know, who knows, uh, but one of his more recent tweets was, school culture is not created by a mission statement, catchphrases, or even a set of beliefs. 
but it is, cre- but it is created by the day-to-day actions of the whole staff. Which just, thank you, Dr. Brad Johnson. That just 100% points to what I was talking about, I think last episode, or maybe two episodes, whatever it was, where we were talking about this opportunity to change around the culture and to fix things. But the people that are saying, we need to change and be better, are also the people that don't want to change. Or, or people that don't realize that they're the ones that are causing these problems. Like if we've had turnover of essentially every single teacher in the past five years, like it's pretty much a, a completely new staff with the exception of three people from when I first got there. But there's still a couple people in like the central office that remain. Can we, can we do some little common denominator figuring out here? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, the, the RPD week was, you know, unprofessional as you guys know. I'm sure we'll get into it on a deeper level on a Patreon episode, patreon.com slash Clash and Brew. Always got to be plugging shit. But I don't, I really, I don't know. I, I've been talking to Peter because he just started finally. He started on Tuesday or Wednesday. So middle of the week on the first week. And I think, I think Wednesday. And we've been talking about, you know, procedures and things like that to help address slash, I don't want to say, well, I mean, preferably avoid any behavior issues. But yeah, I mean, we have all these well-intentioned people, newer people, or at least new blood to the building that you can really do something here. But I don't know if everyone's going to be on board. I really don't. And I can do my best, but at the same time, I also know when I start to get more macro level, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I start to hate my life more, you know? So when that happens, I have to try to say like, all right, let's simplify and we'll focus on what's going on in my classroom and, you know, my life and all that. And it makes you a lot happier. Sometimes when you're on the teacher island, it makes yourself a lot happier, which is sad because the only people to lean on are the people on the other teacher islands. But there's only so much you can do. So really just, I guess, identifying those people, right? Those good islands to go to, those vacation islands. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. So anyway, it seems like a good opportunity for us to get to. You can tell my voice is barely making it and it's only Monday. I'm recording this on Labor Day. So I guess I broke that, that unspoken thing about not working out. But let's get to, to this week's Comment Hero. Welcome to the Comment Hero of the Week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our comment hero of the week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. Our comment hero for this week. So there was an article from NBC Chicago, and this is, it's not just NBC Chicago, but this is the one that I saw. And basically, Illinois students are now able to take five mental health days beginning in 2022. I'm assuming the school year of 2022 to 2023, uh, and not, you know, mid-school year, but like right after winter break. And uh, our comment hero is uh, Cheryl Rice, who says, children get enough mental health, in air quotes, days every Saturday and Sunday, state holidays, spring and winter breaks, teacher institute days, report card days, school improvement days. That's more than enough. If they are being overworked, it's the parents who are putting that burden on them and pushing them to only get perfect everything and join every club and every after-school activity so you get a free ride to college because, C-U-Z, we don't want to pay. 
let kids be kids. This is not communist China. <laughs> well, first off, shouldn't have to pay for uh, post-secondary education anyway. It's too expensive. And no one wants to pay. You think you're the only one in line that was like, oh, well, actually, you are the only one in line that says, oh, I'd love to pay for my college education or trade school education. I can't tell who this woman is. I don't know if she values education. But saying because you want to get educated and (laughs) solve inequities, saying that that's communist China. Also, there's no such thing as free education. FAFSA is student loans and grants. Okay? They pay it back. I say that as someone that's paying back undergrad and grad school right now, and it's going to take me still a few more years. Okay? There's no such thing as free. You dunce. And somebody else, <clears throat> this is uh, Carrie Pantilla, or Pantilla, whatever you want to say. There's one L, so I don't know. She goes, again, another genius in the works. Another excuse for kids to not get taught. God, society is turning, well, separation of church and stately. Society is turning our future generations into soft sheeple. All right, sheeple, fuck off. Uh, not with my kids. Their mental health break is every Saturday and Sunday, plus summer breaks, spring breaks, and countless holidays, and even teacher institute days. Just dumb. And somebody else, another genius, another, another real keeper for the, the first to go. If there's an apocalypse, these are the ones we're rooting for as the first to go. Uh, Michelle Mack. Michelle Matheny Mack. So Triple M says, even on my own 15-year-old, or even my own 15-year-old said, Kids will use this excuse all the time and never go to school. They're supposed to use it. It's a mental health day. Who cares how they're going to use it? And somebody else mentioned too, like, well, teachers could use this too. And they're like, well, that's what your sick days are for. And then people brought out the communist China thing again. What is it with everyone and comparing it to communist China? Just because we want to take a day or two. I take sick days for mental health days. That's fine. I can do it. But the kids, like we're talking about like, they've got something else going on. The weekend is not always enough to refresh yourself. I say that as someone on a mouse hunt as we speak, okay? Also, I had like a six-day week because of the football game on Saturday. Weekends are sometimes not enough. Also, we can get into this about like the four versus five-day work week in different countries that do different things, whatever. But people that are just like, well, I never had that, so we don't need it. It's like, hey, do you want society to keep getting better? Then stop fucking saying this is how we've always done it, (laughs) you idiot. Oh my God, don't you want people to have it better? Like, good for you if you're not pressuring your kid, but there are some kids that are being pressured by their parents. That's just a reality, right? This is getting rough for my voice, but I'm trying to get the point across, so I'm going to do it for the listener at home. And that is you. You're welcome. But, gee, so comment here, we got three of them. What was it? Triple M. Ah, let me pull it up. (laughs) Ah, got fired up from this one. Cheryl Rice. Carrie Pantilla, Pantilla and uh, Triple M, Michelle Matheny Mac. You three are comet heroes of the week. I suggest whatever you're trying to get over from your childhood, stop taking it on your kids and this whole holier than thou bullshit. Well, separation of church and state, motherfuckers. Okay? Cool. And I guess to round us out, we're talking about culture and cleanliness and now mental health days and people being stupid and ignorant and no one caring and people, by the way, in the gym that are not wearing their masks even though we have a mandate to wear it inside. Eh. And I'm so tired of talking about it. 
with my kids and redirecting it that I don't, I'm out of energy when I'm at the gym to tell people, hey, pull your mask up. I'm doing it. If you're that out of shape that you can't pull it up and get your water and all that stuff, go home. Go home. It's also like the more fit people in the gym that are doing it. So it's just anti-mask, probably anti-vax people. If you're not drinking along with this one, I don't know what you're doing. But um, this one was when I was driving to work, actually. Uh, B96. Uh, that's 96.3. That's FM on radio, if you still listen to radio. And basically, they were doing a thing where a teacher would call in and talk about different supplies that they need. <laughs> and, you know, basically, they were saying to the listeners, if you could be so inclined, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I'd like to help out. Uh, call in and see if we can help them get this pack of bubbles for the kids for 12 bucks and these markers for 25 bucks for a pack of 100 and just all these simple things, which is so fucked up because basically at this point, even when, you know, the whole like teacher hate versus teachers or heroes, depending on what, you know, time frame of the pandemic we were in, you know, also like what state you're in slash what political affiliation you have or what your belief is on unions and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Or like if you had some sort of a trauma with a teacher and you're just holding a grudge, so you're going to be mean to all teachers and say that all of us are bad, whatever. And it's so fucked up that our, our best shot as teachers to get the supplies that we need, which by the way, for me, even includes the student desk barriers for safety. Our best shot at getting those supplies that we need to instruct our kids to the best of our ability is to is to have some fucking stranger riding down Lakeshore or I-290 listening to B-96, <laughs> listening to the radio, FM. They're trying to get music, not a, a TED Talk. That person's a better shot for us to get our supplies than the fucking school board. So you almost want to say like, hey, if you work for the school board, should you be so inclined you know that school you cut funding to? Now we're asking for stuff on the radio. So if you could, maybe pull it out of your wallet, you six-figure piece of shit, and help us out. So that I thought was interesting. The fact that GoFundMe and, you know, B96 for funding the supplies and all that shit. This is the norm for American society. And people wonder... And again, back to bit.ly slash teacher hate if you want to check out that video we did, however long ago that was. People wonder why they're leaving the profession. And by they, I mean we. And by we, I mean teacher. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode and putting up with my, at times, raspy voice. It's when I get excited. That's what it is. Right now, it's not too bad. Hopefully, it's back before I die or before the season you know, ends. Or maybe it'll never be the same. You know, they say if you do serious damage to your voice, it'll never be the same. And I don't know. I really don't know. So maybe I'll be looking into, you know, getting a rat terrier. We are looking, actually, at uh, puppies, even though it's obviously very conflicting for me. But you know what? Sometimes the best way through is forward. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to work with my, my voice and recover if you guys are also dealing with something like this. And it's, it's not that it's like, it's a little painful. But it's just a bad combination of, you know, allergies mixed with like not enough sleep mixed with projecting your voice through a mask and it's also dry and also I'm trying to minimize how much water I'm taking in, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to, to rest my soon-to-be 
Barry White voice. So thanks so much for listening and putting up with it. I'm sure it'll be better next week. But until then, class dismissed. Oh, don't forget, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Classroom Brew. Now, class dismissed. <laughs>